Folks used to discourage training your legs because they thought it would make your butt too big. Today, we know better. Weightlifting not only gives you a strong core and legs, but now everyone wants a muscular booty. Let's grow big together. The podcast that loves big butts and cannot lie even when others try to deny. I'm Mark Fillion. I'm Fausto Fernos. Today, Erica Nix, a very famous Austin-specific workout guru, joins us to talk about bodybuilding, fitness, and her journey of self-discovery as seen in her debut film, Erica's First Holy Shit, which premieres next week at San Francisco's club, Oasis. Erica loves fitness culture and even appears in the last workout video Richard Simmons ever made. Today, Erica works with people outside of normative physical culture to rediscover bodybuilding, fitness, and living their best life. Listen as we talk about the highly legitimate practice of peck and booby hypnosis. The legacy of Arnold's Encyclopedia of Bodybuilding. And how we originated the modern lesbian pride flag. Hello, Erica speaking. Hi, Erica. It's Fausto. And Mark from Let's Grow Big Together. The podcast that always likes it thick and juicy. (laughs) Yay. Yes. You're the the first woman that we've had on the show so far. Is that right? Oh. Yeah. You're the first babe. And most definitely the very first famous Austin-specific workout guru. Mm. Well, I think, no, you just got very famous, famous. Austin-specific Thanks. workout guru on a psychosexual journey of self-discovery. Yes. That exactly. is your uh, feature film, Erica's Big Fat Shit. <laughs> <laughs> first holy shit. Erica's first holy shit. How many holy yes. shits are, are we expecting after this first one? I don't know, but, you know, after a girl's visit here, what I... I was thinking about, I started upping my protein as well because y'all inspired me. And I feel like my shits are really big. Is that, is that my imagination? I feel like I'm having bigger and bigger shit. Well, uh, (laughs) I don't know about that. Uh, What causes bulk in the size of your stool is mostly fiber, I would think. Are you guys asking me specifically? Or you're both? I feel like both of you guys are looking at me like I'm, I'm a pooping expert. I like to poop. Uh, yeah, actually, um, you know, as you eat more food, you're going to have more to take out of your yes. body, too. Yeah. So that makes sense. I was talking to one guy. I was at this bacon festival once, and he talked about eating a lot of meat, and he gives you how it gives you mud butt. And I'm like, what's mud butt? And he's like, it's like when you, you know, you don't get enough fiber, so you're just kind of like shitting out peanut butter, and it's hard to clean up your butt. Right. You're like wiping and wiping <laughs> and, and wiping. Like, oh, my God. Get a bidet. No. Bidets <laughs> are just so. Did you get a bidet? Because you have a new home. Did you get a bidet for your home? Yes, I have a bidet. I have the same, like, cheap one i think that you have or just like stick it <laughs> the, in the cheapest one off of amazon it works wonders yeah yeah it's amazing yeah yes. i feel like it helped me lose weight because i feel like i'm not you know i feel like cleaner and more energetic when i get up off the toilet not like i'm like oh i just showered and then i took a shit and now i'm just wiping with toilet yeah. paper it's not enough Ew. yeah it's not enough yeah well, this is it's you know enough. a podcast dedicated to owning the body you have to loving mm-hmm. it to cultivating yeah. it and growing mm. it into a beautiful, massive, muscular physique. Ooh, I love that. And y'all do have 
such beautiful muscles. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You've, you kind of watched our journey because we did a fitness video with you. How many years ago was that? Was it 12? For South by Southwest. It was Austin, like 2011 Texas, yeah. or 2012. Yeah, I can't believe we haven't done the math yet, but I think it's at least 10 years. At like least. A decade we've, been a de we've been friends for a long, long time. I know. It's so sweet. And you were referred to us and sold to us by Kate Messer. Uh, she's a... Uh, a cultural nexus in Austin, Texas. And yes. she said, this is a woman here in Austin, Texas who's very queer, very wonderful, Ooh, and carries the spirit of Richard Simmons in everything mm. she does as she inspires people to work out and live their best lives. What a compliment. Seriously. I mean, Richard Simmons is such a health advocate and has inspired so many people that have been left out of like normative physical culture for so long. I just, I love him. Well, and, and he's somebody who really sincerely has inspired you. You've even taken a class with him. I sure have. I, I was in his last actual workout video. Oh, wow. As an extra. Really? I know. The last one he did before he retired? Exactly. He did a couple like music videos, you know, like about hair and stuff like that. And I was really jealous because some of the people in those videos were totally in the same workout video as me. I wasn't one of the ones that was asked. Um, oh. But yeah, yeah, I was in it. It's really I'm like third row back. They kind of tricked me and told me that our practice place wasn't going to be our ultimate place. And it's a lesson I've taken on for the rest of my life. I'm like, Never believe that. Always take up the space you want to take up if you need oh, it. Oh, because you wanted to be in front and they tried to move you in back. Well, they were just like, you know, they could tell everyone wanted to be up front, you know. So they just told us, like, don't worry. The place that you're at now won't necessarily be where you end up. But it definitely was. So, you know, we all like just most of us were casually taking our place wherever and then we were stuck there for the whole video. Oh, so you would have like pushed somebody out of the way and gotten that front spot. <laughs> yes. Get it. I wish I had for sure. Erica, uh, for people uh, who are not familiar with Richard Simmons. <laughs> who is that? Oh, you know, we that? have people young like generations, continents. the babies, the, the babies, babies out there. Richard Simmons yes. was a, a you know work a television workout guru, uh, popular in the seventies and eighties, and he was even 80s. On, on soap operas as an actor. He was on General Hospital. That's kind of like his breakout role was right. being an actor on General Hospital, yeah. and he had like a help, like he helped this one woman who was very heavy lose weight Le as a mm -hmm. as, a, as a character, uh, and then he spun that off into a daytime. TV show where he did like aerobics and healthy eating and interviewed people. And as a kid, I remember like Big Bird from Sesame Street coming on his show and doing aerobics. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. And Aww. that was Carol Spinney mm -hmm. holding up a 45 pound, basically dumbbell, which is the, the, the puppet over his head well, yeah. doing aerobics <laughs> class with Richard Simmons. Wow. You know, Incredible. like he was working out more than anybody else. But then he oh, really yeah. made his money with uh, sweating to the oldies. Yeah. He would sell on VHS and people would order those so and work out. And he made millions and millions and millions of dollars from that. And, and he, he also was a became, regular guest. My favorite thing was like yeah. a regular guest on, on David Letterman because he would flirt with David. <laughs> <laughs> and David would be like, and in some ways kind of like flirt back. Well, and yeah. throughout all this, he was unapologetically very, very gay, very queer, wore feathers and boas and spandex and, you know, uh, rhinestone covered costumes. And I don't know, did he ever come out as gay? 
Did he ever no, have to? No, I was to? say like he actually never came out. When yeah. I went to one of his classes, or maybe it was one of the rehearsals, he said, "Coming out so popular now, lesbians are going back in the closet." <laughs> 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 Which I have no idea what that means exactly. But well, a lot yeah. of lesbians are anti-establishment. <laughs> whatever's whatever's happening, they don't want any part of it. <laughs> it's true. And maybe it makes more sense than I realized. He said yeah. a lot of wild things though. So I, I oh, yeah. usually just laughed and thought it was Do like, you feel fun, like he's no matter what. Being held against his will somewhere. I don't, I don't think that, but, um, I did listen to that podcast. I was very into it and I love thinking about magical things, but I think that maybe just something with his health is not Mm. going so great and he doesn't want to be like out in public around it. That's what I think. And, you know, part of it is like when people, you know, he's, he's uh, at this point, he's retired. He's asking Mm -hmm. for privacy. He deserves privacy. We need to give him Mm -hmm. privacy. But it doesn't mean that he can't live in us. And I don't, I can't think of anybody who channels the spirit, the humor, the positivity of building your body to be its best shape possible than you. Ah, thank you so much. That, That means a lot. And I, it was like, I can't believe I got to be there at the last, like, you know, the last kind of season of his career. Um, what a huge honor. But yeah, I, of course, like my fantasy is that I could get the entire world to wear Richard Simmons wigs and shorts and, and <laughs> oh, wow. tank tops and like do one dance all at the same time, kind of like, you know, hands across America. Oh, and then we would like Power Ranger him to come outside of his house just for one last wave to like a tourist bus. Like that is. That's yeah. my fantasy. I would die happily after that. Now you do reference Richard in, in your in your movie about your psychosexual journey, but you also mm-hmm. uh, reference another wellness guru, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Can you compare and yes. contra- <laughs> c- contrast <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> who we know her as a uh, steamed vagina lady? Well, no, she, yeah. we know her. Candles. We know her from the Avengers movies, Pepper Potts. Well, also she was yeah. in the movies mm-hmm. seven. Yes. Yes. And she became a superhero. She has great head in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Does she? Yeah. You haven't seen Seven? It's oh oh seven. Oh Gwyneth Paltrow. But the shit. I in, in, she was in that. Yeah. In alternative health spaces, she's known for sort of her snake oil, uh, home right. goods and gifts uh, website called Goop, which you yes. brilliantly pointed out that it was her initials G O P, but she had an extra O to it. <laughs> <laughs> right. She had to add an extra O because GOP was already taken. <laughs> I thought, it, you know, your film has so many great lines in it. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. My writers, Sawyer Stoltz and Jeremy Stilb are really hilarious. Um, and I feel like I kind of like, will just tell them, you know, we're basically like having brunch basically with my two favorite gay men. And then they make my, ridiculous life stories even more hilarious by adding like witty clever jokes to it so but i have very, a lot it's very authentic to your voice though as you're as i'm watching this yeah. movie i'm just like this is so erica like these guys get you i'm like <laughs> they do uh, you know <laughs> yeah yeah they really do yeah i mean and i you know i do understand gwyneth paltrow more than i would like you know like I, I understand the desire to like have a vagina candle after 
you know, named after me. <laughs> well, no, it's a candle that smells like a vagina. Suppo- you know, it doesn't, of course. I haven't Have you tried bought one, the, but... The, did you buy the candle and smelled it? No, yeah. I haven't bought it, but... <laughs> yeah, snack. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you, if it smelled like my vagina, then it would not sell. I'm sure your vagina smells great. It does, you know, after a shower, but like after a bunch of aerobics, come on. It's going to be sweaty, right? Well, I'll tell you this one story real fast. I was at the gym and, you know, I, part of me, like for, for me, you know, some people have pre-workout. I try to sexually stimulate myself by looking at like hot men's photos on Instagram and flirting Mm -hmm. with people on hookup apps. Right. And right. so this guy is messaging me from it, from the locker rooms. He's like, I saw you on the floor. You're the hottest guy here. I want to buy your underwear. Ooh. And I was like, okay. And I thought he was like someplace else. I was like, 75 bucks covers shipping and handling. He's like, no, I'm, you don't understand. I'm in the gym. Yeah. So I'm like, I go to the lockers and I'm like, and he's sitting in the, in the sauna. And I just like, I pull out my phone. I'm like, Okay, asshole, give me 75 mm-hmm. bucks. Total fin doming him, right? And yeah. he gives me 75 bucks. And I pull down As my grandpa, you know, Target Hanes underwear <laughs> <laughs> that like I didn't white. think smelled that great, you know. And I've been yeah. wearing them all day at work and I'm at the gym and stuff like that. And he pulls them out and it was like oxygen for him. And he was like, thank mm. you so much. I hightailed it out of there, Erica. And I was like, I was <laughs> I so, so proud of making 75 bucks for my underwear. I even told like my manager at work. And she's like, uh, you get paid to be here and you get paid a lot more. <laughs> and I was like, yes, but this is for my underwear. Yeah. I mean, that is a testament to how hot you are, obviously. But, you know, I, and I like to think that everybody's genitals, to some degree, smell good to somebody and who are willing to pay 75 bucks for their panties or uh, underwear. Women don't like to be called panties anymore, right? It's just No, underwear. I love it. You do? I love saying, I love saying, I love saying panties to men as well, <laughs> which they don't always like. But, you know, like I date both. Genders, all genders, actually, the whole spectrum. And I love calling them panties when um, cis men are wearing them, but they don't always enjoy that. So you're like Sophie B. Hawkins. You're an omnisexual. Yes, omnisexual. Remember when that happened and everyone was like, omnisexual? She's having sex with aliens? <laughs> I've always said pansexual, but... Um, now, pansexual omni- is what, uh, what Sophie was wanting to say, but she didn't oh, have a okay, word for it back okay. then. Great. Well, I'm and pansexual that we... means that regardless of the gender identity, you you are open to any kind of connection. You're basically a yeah. people person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and by through through that sexuality, in, in a lot of ways, you sort of like developed a a you know, I, I want to call it a, a maybe a job, a personality of of somebody who's out to help everybody find their own fitness journey that's unique to them and help them pursue it. I think so. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, right. Like what's sexy and attractive to people is like confidence. Right. So I think like, sure, I, I feel sexy, but I think also I like, you know, in my body and I just think I feel sexy and confident and doing dances and getting people to interact with them. And so, um, when people join the classes, they can kind of 
feel that same amount of confidence when they start to move their bodies with me. And so in terms of like the fitness uh, counseling or coaching or instruction that Mm -hmm. you give to other people, is it mostly just as a, the role of a, like an aerobics or dance instructor, or are you like working with people one-on-one at the gym, lifting weights and developing meal plans and such? So I don't do meal plans um, because when I went to personal training school, that was like told to me that I should, you know, learn, uh, you know, go through an entire nutrition program in order to do that. So I don't do that personally. Um, but I do, and I, I don't feel equipped with that. Like, I think, I don't think you have to go to school to be good at something necessarily, but um, I don't have all the information for those things. I would definitely refer someone to a nutritionist, but um, as a personal trainer, I do work one-on-one. There was a time that I did a lot more of it. And since COVID kind of hit, things went pretty silent. Um, a couple clients on Zoom, but um, but yeah, I still do some here and there. And when I first started, I was really focusing more on like the trans and non-binary community. Mm-hmm. And you're also yeah. saying like neurodivergent as well. Um. Uh, have I said that before? Yeah, or you, is that, yeah? When I don't know I, if you were being tongue in cheek. Or, <laughs> I think it was written on your car. What's, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just that, that people who do like necessarily fit in to a traditional learning environment yes. or a gym environment. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I've never like, I've never like, I use that, that word necessarily, but uh-huh. I definitely, anyone that feels outside of normative physical culture. So it's all, it's for like weirdos and queerdos and, Anyone that feels like maybe they need to like get fit before they go to the gym to get fit. I'm just, I think that my clientele feels really safe coming to me um, to like as a person that would understand like more limitations. And that can be a, a, a variety of things, right? But I have worked with a lot of people that have autoimmune issues or, you know, it's really a lot of my clients, like it took a while to figure it out, but as a trainer, you learn to like kind of push people to their limits. And when you're working with people with autoimmune deficiencies or um, issues like I have, like you can't really do that. You have to listen to their boundaries. Does that make sense? So you're not like screaming at them, no pain, no gain. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. And I do like, I check in a lot in ways of like, okay, we've done two sets. Like um, we can go and do three, like, or you should check in with your body now and tell me if we're done at two. Well, the body stores a lot of trauma, right? And Mm -hmm. so, like, I was actually with my bodybuilding coach. We were talking about like the the angle of the wrists when doing tricep pull downs. Yes. And I said to him, I was like, you know, the feel that like because I'm very comfortable expressing my feelings. You know, sometimes to the discomfort (laughs) of others. (laughs) <laughs> and and I said to him, I was like, look, it, it, you know, for, for a lot of queer men, gay men, it's like our wrists are, whether they're limp, bent, straight, it's something that where we store trauma and, you know. You think gay men store trauma in their wrists? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And and so, you know. I think I worked mine out most of the time. <laughs> no. In the bedroom. <laughs> no, but, you know, and so in terms of the, like, the angle of the wrist when doing tricep pull downs is something that, like, it, it starts to bring back, like, negative memories or, or you know, trauma. And it's something mm-hmm. just to be conscious of when you're dealing with people's bodies in, in any circumstance. Totally. Exactly. Yeah, for sure. We do hold a lot of trauma in our, and I know, like, some people have, 
like very specific things. Like I've heard in yoga classes, like people say, your jealousy is in your hips. And, you know, I'm sure there are things like that, but <laughs> you just never know. <laughs> you never know what you're going to release, you know. I've definitely had a lot of clients like cry on my watch before. Oh yeah, Mark. You when you first started foam rolling, myofascial re- release. I, I oh, yeah, yeah. I, I had some tears come out. I was just like, "Wow, this is what a release this is." I was also kind yes. of stoned, which made it even better because <laughs> it was very physical. I was so into it. Yes. Yeah. Do you like getting stoned when you work out? Does that get you in the zone? Sometimes, yes. Sometimes yep. not. <laughs> we call those weekdays. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's I don't too like unpredictable to for me to at, count on. Yeah. I don't, I don't think like to it be would cracked be... out on pre-workout. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually smoked crack and gone to the gym. <laughs> no. And it was uh, an amazing. 20, 30 years ago. Doesn't matter right, when it yeah, happened. Yeah. I have done that. <laughs> at, at the yeah. UT Recreational Sports Center in uh-huh. Austin, Texas, I have lifted weights after smoking a little bit of crack. <laughs> and it was a great workout. And uh, I yes. had somebody also give me, um, what is those pills that are like... Um, for Methamphetamine. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Adderall. Adderall. Thank you, Erica, yeah. for being so helpful. <laughs> no, and so well, I took, you know, they're out of yeah. Adderall right now. I There's am a prescribed shortage? Adderall. There's a shortage. It's been going on for like two and a half months. There's no... No one knows when it will come back. It's... A pretty scary time, but you know, right? (laughs) Actually, you know what's okay. This sounds like an advertisement. It truly is not, but I haven't had it, and it is something that you know you get used to. And then when you don't, when you're not on it, you're kind of like want to sleep for days, you know, like in any amphetamine. And I've been drinking this Herba Mate clean energy drink, and. I feel like it's helping me focus, like maybe better than my Adderall. I don't know. Maybe it won't last very long. You know, well, like does, when it you caffe- switch- does it have caffeine in it? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty caffeinated. Okay. But you know, how, like deodorant will work better when you switch it up. Like maybe after like six months, it'll it won't work anymore. But no. right now, I'm like, <laughs> maybe noticed. I don't. No, I mean, we, we are that? old spice sport <laughs> fat household here. <laughs> it's really? never stopped like, working. Yeah. You feel like deodorant stops working on you after a while? You just get used to the scent. A lot of people end up switching their deodorants or switching their shampoo, like things that just like kind of worked for a while. They build up and stop working as well. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. I wasn't well, aware the, of that. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe I'll just... my armpits. Uh, it smells like hell. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You know, uh, uh, but that's part of it is like when you have an intimate connection with somebody, it's like their scent is like comforting. Home. You know, it's yeah. home. Exactly. And other mm-hmm. people, they're like, ew. You know, you're like, this is the scent of my loved ones. Like my dog, my husband, it's like, I'm just like, yeah. I smell them. And I'm I'm very, you know, dog-like, my, a very lichen-philic. It's like the smelling things ew, relaxes me. You're like my, I, I pick, mm-hmm. And I noticed that my dog does that too. He's like, he's always. <sighs> yeah. You know. Whereas, whereas other people, like, they, they want to block scents out. You know, like all scents, like they're just too sensitive to them, maybe or well, like like when people go to the gym, sometimes it, they 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 want to create space around themselves by not bathing or giving mm. off a lot of excess mm. body odor, and mm-hmm. or they're trying to seduce somebody, 
And to other people who are not aroused by that or turned on by it, it can be very um, oppressive and off-putting. Yeah, I mean, I have a lover that um, can have a pretty ripe smell. Um, and I find him to be very sexy, but I prefer when he doesn't, when he is more fresh. Mm. <laughs> Get in the shower, do hose him yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, like, I don't need it. It's just really intense, you know? It's yeah. a lot. Um so in terms of like being like a fitness <laughs> guide, a guru, a, a, a dominatrix, because, you know, like the, the personal trainer relationship with their client is a very sadomasochistic one in some ways. Oh, yeah, I know. I get I have some clients that I've known and had for so many years that I can get away with this, but I will like giggle whenever they're kind of in a little pain. <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm laughing at your troubles yeah they're like this is like you know it's pretty good all well, the grunts and for you have, have you ever worked with a coach for yourself yeah of course especially when i first started out i went to um i loved going to different coaches i always kind of did it on the sneaky side which later felt kind of weird like it's better just to tell people mm-hmm. <laughs> but I wanted to like pick up things and see how they treated me as a, um, as a, just like a person off the street, like a first time client. And also because I'm a, a more like curvy woman, a lot of people did not really expect me to be as strong as I am. Um, so I don't you're know. You're a, a beast. Good, like, I know that you're I'm like super beast. crazy strong. Yeah, I am. Yeah. I mean, this you know, since COVID, when I got my MS diagnosis, I did have to, I went down on my strength. I'm building it back up now, but definitely like, I'm, I think I surprised a lot of people that were, you know, that, um, just expect me to expect personal trainers to look a certain way, even if they are personal trainers themselves, you know? And, and, and if multiple sclerosis is the same, uh, condition that Annette Funicello from, uh, the Mickey Mouse Club and uh, Skippy Peanut Butter had Terry Gar, Terry Gar really? as well. Yeah, and the um the actress that the Christina Applegate, right? Wait, That's no, right. Yeah. I always get them wrong. Is that right? Okay, I yeah. So, yeah, I Is love it? her. Yeah, the one that was on like uh, Married with Children. Yeah, yeah. She has a mask. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that's why yeah. everyone's like, she's so brave. I know we, we talked about it when we when we met up this over the holidays, but how did you discover you had MS? I'm sure that must have been a, a difficult thing to diagnose. Yes, it was insane because it was right when COVID was happening. You know, when COVID happens, you just everyone all the time thought any symptom they had was COVID because no one knows what COVID is yet. Um, so I was teaching a Zoom class and my left leg was went numb. Like real, uh, my I have intermittent like relapse, so. It just kind of went numb. It wasn't totally dead yet, but it just started to be where I couldn't walk on my left leg or feel it at all. And they thought that my, because I got a um, x-ray laying down, they thought that the stenosis that I have in my back that isn't causing a problem because my abs are keeping my spine from sliding onto my nerves, but eventually it probably will be a problem. They just thought that, um, my spine was creating that a pinched nerve in my leg, which is insane because it didn't hurt. And usually that would hurt really mm-hmm. bad. Um, and I actually, my, uh, my hairdresser was going through autoimmune issues and 
was kind of like listening to me and was like, I think you should go to a different doctor and told me to go to this other doctor that was like, yeah, this is MS. And then while we were waiting for my insurance to go through, my leg had been getting better, but I had a relapse and I lost like 75% of my sight in my right eye. Oh, I'm so sorry. Mm. Yeah, it's slowly come back and I wouldn't, now I can drive and, uh, you know, um, it doesn't bother my blind spot or anything, but that was actually for someone as physical as I am. I was surprised that my losing, maybe having partial blindness in my right eye was so much more traumatic than losing the ability to walk on my left leg. Well, one thing that, you know, cause I listen to a lot of bodybuilding podcasts and, and go into forums and mm-hmm. there's, you know, the whole exciting new field of stem cell therapy Yes. Is about sort of like retraining the body to reset itself. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're saying that um, in terms of like, um, you know, it's certainly not a cure, but in terms of slowing down the progression of the disease, because MS is basically your body's immune system is attacking its nerve cells. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like overreactive. And so they're saying like in terms of, uh, you know, because, you know, people talk a lot about performance enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, you know, treatments. Yeah. And stem cell therapy is just something that, like, you know, the the the, the Bill Gates and <laughs> Jeff Bezos mm-hmm. are using <laughs> now yeah. to basically slow down aging. And they're saying oh as, as, it, as it gets more sophisticated, this technology, uh, some of these asshole billionaires, billionaires, they're going to be like, they're going to live forever forever. in in perpetuity, you know, tormenting us, the world. Oh my gosh. But one positive thing is that, you know, because so much of our, you know, medical science is, is funded by the pharmaceutical giants that really are interested in making money and not necessarily curing disease Mm. that, uh, there, there is a, there's another field with the stem cell approach, which is, permanently curing a lot of diseases and even stem cell therapy is like being used to treat cancer and treating all kinds of like um, autoimmune diseases. And, 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 you know, in terms of like multiple sclerosis, you're like right there at the precipice of something really exciting that you may overcome this or live forever, you know? Yeah. And they've done so much, like they've really made leaps and bounds and what they can do for MS. It's amazing. And also, have you heard this this thing about how if you're pregnant, you can't, um, you don't have MS symptoms? No. Well, I heard of like bee yeah. sting therapy. Well, well, yeah, no, that's cool too. But yeah. this What's is like something that, it's not a therapy yet. And I don't, I just listen to one podcast you about just it. You get so. knocked up. That's what <laughs> Right. Exactly. You just have to get knocked up. <laughs> but they're also saying that maybe yeah. esterol, the release of esterol, whenever you like, t- like, lose the placenta is like what keeps you from having symptoms. So some people are saying like maybe treating it with esterol, but you know, anyway, that was like one podcast. When I asked my MS doctor, he rolled his eyes at me. <laughs> well, what did what, you know, why, why was he uh, rolling his eyes? Um, I don't, I'm, I, I'm guessing it's just like, yes, you hurt, you know, it's like when I tell people I have MS and they're like, my aunt has MS. Have you, heard of this thing or you know it's like yes i have like done mm-hmm. lots of research you know it's like when you have an idea and someone who's thought about it for like 
a fraction of the time that you've researched it comes mm. to you. It's a little <laughs> bit of an eye roll, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. so, and like, what have are you, you doing ever of this? in terms of like your fitness journey? I imagine that's been paused or set back mm-hmm. quite a bit with the MS. Yes. Yeah. It really, like, it really made me because I didn't really understand a lot of how my body was feeling or my limitations, you know, they call it Mm -hmm. like having how many spoons do you have basically. So wanting to keep up with my um, patrons and still teach aerobics, I felt like I didn't have enough energy to do maybe the exercise that I need to do for myself, like the strength training and things. So I've put on hold um, pretty much like since the diagnosis, I just like, you know, do a little bit here and there, but um, wasn't even comfortable necessarily feeling sore or uncomfortable in my body around that time. Um, but now that I'm like, now that I know like, okay, the tingling in my foot, that's just tingling in my foot. It doesn't mean I'm having a relapse or like, I kind of understand the sensations that to expect. Um, I feel a lot more comfortable like amping it up again. So what kind of changes are you making in terms of the way you work out or eat or anything? Well, so far, so I like to take a whole, the whole month of January and pre-plan, you know, because they talk about in school, we always learned in a journey, even though, you know, technically I should already know, um, be ready for this, I think, because my pre-planning journey is like my life, right? But um, I'm kind of taking February to play around at different places. Like I've been doing that Urban Legree and going to different studios and seeing like what out there interests me because I am the kind of person that's likes a community feel mm. um, around that. And I'm, um, and then in February is when I'm going to start like meeting um, my friend Nina at the gym, the outdoor gym. So we can like help each other bench press again. I really miss bench pressing. Yeah. Um, you got to get those uh, Ted biddies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which I made yeah. my coach like faint when I said, we're going to build tidbitties, tidbitties. <laughs> and he was just like, uh, just focus on your lifts. <laughs> well, and yeah. you're coaching people too, right? I am. And I even have trans clients now. Yeah. That's Which is fun. really, uh, really complicated in some ways, you know, it's a lot easier to, Tell like someone who was assigned female at birth who is mm-hmm. on testosterone replacement therapy what to do because they're basically a dude, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the all testosterone's working practical in their favor. purposes, you know. But in yeah. terms of somebody who's like uh, non-binary, mm-hmm. who is wanting to build muscle but keep all the feminine qualities of their skin and their face and all that stuff. And, and not have a uh, body dysmorphia that becomes more complicated. Yeah. So what have you been doing? I find. Well, some know, of it is like just talking about like, uh, you know, anabolic steroids that a lot of women take in order to build mm-hmm. muscle without masculinizing their features um, mm-hmm. and sort of going that approach. You know, a lot of this is like, this is all cutting edge stuff. And I, I say, yeah. well, these are the con- conversations you need to have with your doctor, with your coach, in terms of like, because, you know, well, you look at some women bodybuilders and they can have these jacked up bodies, but their face is very feminine. And then you look at other women who yeah. are bodybuilders and there's just they're jacked up bodies and they just they, they look very uh, more masculine. Mm-hmm. It, it depends on what those hormones are doing to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. I just I was wondering mostly. 
actually, I just forgot my whole thought on that, but it is, that is confusing to be able to change into. Well, for um, example, like look at someone like Vladislava Galagon. She mm-hmm. is a, a female bodybuilder who is definitely juicing, but she has kept all her feminine qualities in her face and her skin and has a very feminine quality, even though she has just, just wonderfully jacked up muscular build. Mm-hmm. And then there's other, yeah. uh, you know, women in bodybuilding who are not as concerned about those things. And so they, they kind of, uh, you know, have a more masculine appearance and their voice drops and so on and so forth. Right. So in terms of like consulting with somebody in, in terms of, you know, using performance enhancing drugs and uh, aligning with their gender presentation, it becomes a very, um, uh, you know, delicate uh, area to talk about and also to navigate because it's not just like, well, we're going to make you look like a woman or look like a man or, you know, is this more about like shaping your body to reflect the gender identity that you have and that may change in the future too. Of course, it seems to change. Like the people, yeah. I mean, well, it's, it's interesting because you're coming from a more bodybuilder. Obviously, this is what yeah. the podcast is about. And then in my, with my community, it's mostly like I thought that people wanted a certain thing, right? So we were like trying to figure out how to minimize like hips and like um, build traps. And then when I would work with this, because I used to have a pretty big crew in my class transitions class, when I would work with them, in the end, a lot of times people were like, what I thought they wanted for their shape wasn't what they wanted and they were really more focused on just like community and strength and like feeling strong. Well, but, yeah, I think, you know, for a lot of queer people, a lot of LGBTQ people, um, mm-hmm. wink, wink, let's grow big together quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't come up with a good cue. So that's why we just called it. Let's grow big together. Um, yeah. That's what, sexy. By cuties, the way. Cuties. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, part of it, it was like, you know, historically, people who are marginalized have been pushed out of physical fitness. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about even like segregation, right? It's like black people were not allowed to swim in swimming pools Mm. and deny, you know, we think about it that in that terms, but like black people were not allowed to go into gyms uh, Mm -hmm. until, you know, into, you know, whites only gyms. Yeah. In professional sports and all these other kind of things, right. like marginalized people, regardless of race or gender or sexual identity, um, you know, have been sort of pushed in outside of these very important spaces. And so, what I really think is exciting now in in this year is that everybody's kind of on the same page in terms of like body positivity and inclusivity in fighting, um, you know, regressive behavior. Now you're going to have a lot of fitness influencers and bodybuilders who are like right wing Trumper nut jobs. <laughs> but in, right. in terms of the, the community as a whole, there's, and in these businesses too, you know, like they can't make money unless they invite everybody to the table and make space mm-hmm. for those people at the table. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, which to me, it's like, it's making my heart flutter. Cause I'm like, mm. I was following, I following this one, uh, fitness influencer, bodybuilder from Canada. Uh, his name is Carter Kissick. And half of his videos are just like sort of laughing at and breaking apart, um, right wing, uh, incel culture 
inside of bodybuilding and how, how fucked up it is and how stupid it is and how like even the, like the concept of an alpha male is like dumb. And now there's like Omega male and all the <laughs> which doesn't make any sense at all. You know, they, they're, and then dogs aren't even like behave that way. The reason dogs are like loyal to, to the pack is because usually the head of the pack is their dad, you know, just like yeah. the same way you love your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, anybody who's ever lived with a dog is going to understand that dogs aren't that way, you know, or wolves aren't mm-hmm. that way. But in terms of, uh, you know, this this kind of approach like you know carter puts a lot of energy into creating um spaces for himself and other people where you can embrace being a cisgendered heterosexual male and also invite other people who are not that to participate well i gotta check that guy out it sounds like he does it does a very inclusive good job there's so many amazing people and we live in this remarkable time when I was a young gay teenage boy, it's like I, I we had to masturbate to <laughs> the <laughs> underwear photos in the Sears catalog, you know? Yeah. And or now, what was that clothing what? store? Wasn't there just a documentary out basically? International based Mail. On, like, International Mail. Yes. I was so sneaky. I, I put I called the the phone number and, and used my dad's name. <laughs> so that no one be like, oh, you know, my dad's gay, you know. <laughs> right. So the catalogs would come in and I would yoink, hide it. You yes. Know? I but, love that documentary. It was pretty cool. And, you know, speaking and, yeah, speaking of which, but anyways, but just to wrap up there, it's like there's all these people like showing off their bodies and mm-hmm, inspiring mm-hmm. people on a, on a, you know, a spiritual level, a sexual level, an intellectual level to be their best, you know, to, to pursue, um, growth. Right. And and I think that's like such a wonderful time to live in that, you know, to offset all this like toxicity in terms of social media and inequality that we have in this world right now that, you know, in some ways, like, you know, taking time to grow and cultivate your body is, is an act of resistance of rebellion. Yeah, I could see that. You know, those models in that documentary were hilarious to me, though, because they kept on being like, we felt so silly. Because <laughs> they were mostly like straight men and they were like, we felt so gay and silly. The outfits were silly. We're not. We're stupid. You're like, oh, my God. Well, that was <laughs> a Seinfeld <laughs> episode about that. I don't want to be a pirate. That yeah, pirate, the pirate shirt. shirt. The thing that a lot of young gay men bought was that it was called the sock. And basically it was like the sock that on a string that covered your penis. It was kind of like a jock strap, but it was like a yeah. Yeah. It was it, was it, it the was, first jock strap? Uh, no, it wasn't the first jock no. strap. No, jock strap actually is, you know, an athletic supporter. But it was only three dollars, so you could feel comfortable sending three dollars cash in the mail. You right. Know, and getting that. Yeah. And that, you know, Not most kids lot. can most kids can scrounge up three dollars and order that. Right. So actually, when it comes to the question of what am I doing next, I do want to ask y'all, do you think with all of the things that we've changed, that we're talking about that have changed for the better, how do you feel about the Encyclopedia by Arnold Schwarzenegger? Still? The Encyclopedia this- of Bodybuilding. Uh, you yes. know, that book, when that came out, was such a um, revolution mm-hmm. in terms of, you know, and just Arnold Schwarzenegger and, you know, the documentary Pumping Iron. Here comes right. this like... Weird named, weird sounding guy with this phenomenal physique Mm -hmm. who inspired 
the world to change the way they thought about the body. Yeah. You know, I mean, we think about like in iconic influencers or sh- tectonic shifts in how we think about the body. Like you were telling me that your mother told you that a, a small butt is a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would like get on the Stairmaster and I'd sometimes get tired and lean on the front rails. And so I was working a different part of my glutes and yeah. she's like, that, you're going to get a big butt. And I was like, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> you know, and over the years, like, God, there's, there's always been, you know, changes in what people think about like crunches, for example, versus right. sit-ups versus planks mm-hmm. in develop- versus even developing your abdominals at all. What? Yeah, Who like told the, you not to develop them at all? Well, there's a lot of bodybuilders out there that are like, I just don't really do much ab work at all because I'm working everything else and the abs just kind of come along for the ride. And then maybe they do it towards the end of like if they're if they're going to go into a competition. But there's a lot of people that are just like, uh, and they've got phenomenal physiques. They're like, I don't do much of ab mm-hmm. work at all. But well, I have other- heard that if it gets too tired before, you know, you need your core in order to do all these things safely. So if you wear it out before you do those things, it's very dangerous. Mm. I mean, you know, I think you listen to your body, you know, you know what's going to be dangerous. Uh, mm. you know, but sometimes part of it is like it is getting injured, you know, like last week I was like, I'm going to push for a PR in the leg press, a, a personal mm-hmm. record. Mm-hmm. And, and and as I was started doing, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get hurt. Oh, and at no. my age of fifty one, yeah. you know, I, I'm at least a little bit wiser. And you know, this is about like intelligence of your body, understanding mm-hmm. the limits, and understanding how far you can push it. You know, yeah. And that's why I always tell Pete, everybody's like, you know, track this stuff down. This is uh, it's bodybuilding, but it's really body eating. And body mm-hmm. tracking and meaning like write down either with apps now, which are great or, you know, the old school with the pencil and paper because your brain plays tricks on you. And there's going to be days where you're just tired or you're not feeling well. You didn't eat right. You got stressed out through your personal life or through work. And then you're mm-hmm. at the gym or you're in the kitchen and you're just like, I don't know what to do next. And so you're always going to go the safer route, which doesn't necessarily mean growth. Right. And you need to mix it up so you can't do the same thing every time. Yeah. Or but in terms of like Arnold's book, I think, you know, that book has been rewritten like a million times. Right. <laughs> well, and Arnold's yeah. still at it. I just got his, uh, yeah. you know, beginning of the year newsletter. I get his newsletter because I follow him ah. on Instagram and he's just like, I'm sending you my free book on oh. goals for the year. And he's still Ooh, lifting. He's that. still working out. Yeah. And well, and, and, and like I remember people just saying like, oh, he hurt his shoulder. He had to get surgery. Oh, you know, and I'm just like, so what? Like, you know, I like I, I had cancer on I'm a cancer survivor. You know, I had cancer on my right shoulder. Uh, you know, I didn't know that. Yeah. When was that? Uh, about 2018. 2018. Oh my and they ch- cut off a big chunk of my shoulder. So everybody who sees it, they're like, bro, that was like. From lifting too heavy, huh? <laughs> <laughs> the cancer you say, is very heavy. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was from cancer. <laughs> Don't worry, it's not contagious. <laughs> oh my God. Did I tell you this is off the cuff, but that yeah. my boss, um, once my boss told everyone in the office that if they shared this toilet seat with me, that they I would give them herpes. I think that was in your movie. 
Oh yeah, it was. Is that a true story? <laughs> yes. Can you believe well, why that? Why are you giving your coworkers herpes? That's what's going on. Yeah, Erica. I well, I don't <laughs> think I did. Um, but he was just like, you know, he just thought that you gave people herpes by sharing toilet seats. But why you specifically? Well, because I told him, uh, it was like, I told him, he asked me what medicine I was taking and like, I wanted him to shut up. So I was like, it's Valtrex for herpes. Are you happy? You know, like I was trying to like shock him. Oh, he was getting into your medical business? Yeah, he was just like in my business. I thought, well, this will shut him up. But actually it did not. Ooh, the opposite. That, is, that is some workplace <laughs> violation, law, work, workers' law violation, HIPAA violation. Right. Well, Ooh. you know, I've never had like a real, that was like a very, you know, one boss kind of job. There was no. There's no HR department there. <laughs> no. And just for no. the record, HR protects the company, not the employee. Always. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but you have this really great film that we haven't really gotten into. Oh. Erica's massive dong. <laughs> <laughs> Erica's first holy shit. First holy shit. <laughs> from This Is Not A yes. Cult production team. Yes, from This Is Not A Cult, my creative team, shortened as TINAC, T-I-N-A-C. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you guys are having a screening in San Francisco at, at uh, yes. Oasis. At the Oasis, yes, on February, oh, January. Oh my gosh. It's like a week away. It's January 26th on a Thursday and I need to fill those seats. I'm also doing some live performance, like my booby hypnosis. Did I Ooh. tell y'all about that? What's going it's, on with your booby hypnosis? <laughs> oh my God. It's amazing. I basically hypnotize people by with my breast while I read like an adaptation from Sonia Renee Taylor's Your Body is Not an Apology. And, um, you know, it's entertaining. I am a hypnotist. I don't know if y'all knew that. Um, I, I did, did not train. Know. I know you're a hypnotist. I trained to be a hypnotist. I will do whatever you say. <laughs> but this is definitely more just like in the entertainment realm. But as I have, um, as I did this last, the last time I did it, people were really moved. And I think like, you know, just like, it's mesmerizing, so it's like feeding into your subconscious, but it's also, you know, very entertaining. So you think about it, and people told me they were like feeling better about their bodies all week. Well, yeah, the thing about it is, uh, on the internet, there's a peck hypnosis where you're bouncing one yes. peck and another and hypnotizing people. And there's guys that do this professionally. Shut up. Yeah. No. Yes. Yes. And it's, they actually call it hypnosis or they're just like Peck titty hypnosis. bouncing. Titty bouncing they, or they're, they're, but everybody they has their own But they use the word term. hypnosis yes. for it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love how like, you know, I just, I always feel like I'm like the, mo- like, I'm like, I'm a genius. I came up with this. So we're all just like gathering the same things from the ether and like putting our own spin on it. I really thought I made up this concept, but well, I mean, I you're, you're the first person it. I know that used breasts for it. Well, <laughs> yeah. who knows? Who knows? Maybe but, it's just yeah. because you can't show nipples on Instagram. Yeah. I mean, there's guys who are like, they, I mean, you know, like only fans is their thing, but it's like, they're literally have these nice meaty pecs and they're bouncing one at yes. the other. And they're like, you're going to go to the gym and lift really heavy yes. weights. Your Shut muscles up. are going to get big. 
this isn't you will you send these to me and do any of them live in san francisco because i would love them to be a part of this live performance you know the people that have reached out to about it uh some of them were like they had a long list of rules they wanted every question that we were going to ask them ahead of time so ironically for somebody who's a hypnotist they wanted to control the conversation to the minute actually i think that tracks with hypnotists they're very like uh, ocd and obsessed like with controlling no, things but there's or? like a script involved, you know, and then yeah. it's also like super important that everything's really positive. Um, I mean, some people are different where you can use ne- like negative reinforcement. My teacher did, and I feel comfortable doing that. But I could see if they actually believe in like if they're actually hypnotists, then want not wanting to like say anything off the cuff that could be misconstrued for sure now in your film erica's first holy shit that's your debut film yes um it it looks like a a gonna win an oscar i'm sure (laughs) oh oh yes surely you know it is actually a really fun comical you know it kind of reminds me a lot don't want to compare it to to other movies but uh to to the what is it the phantom zone what is it the uh with harvey vhs it's the um the Forbidden the one, Zone. The Forbidden Zone. With less musical numbers. Really? With, yeah, with less musical numbers. <laughs> it just, because, yeah. you know, you guys have all these, like, you know, kooks from Austin's, you know, queer art scene. Yes. Celebrated yeah. there. And, Are you and, calling and, Christina Kook? Are you calling Caleb DeCasper Absolutely. <laughs> I don't think they would. Uh, Erica Kook. They, uh, you know, Pink free spirits. Well, but you yes. know, and, and part of it is like you it's a it's a hodgepodge of your adventures and navigating your challenges, your life as mm-hmm. going through the COVID pandemic and rediscovering herself. And your white guilt. Yes, <laughs> lots of white fragility is involved for sure. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Yay. I'm so glad. Yeah. I think um we had a lot of fun making it and it's been really well received here. I mean, this is the fourth show we've sold out in Austin. Um and we got the best. We got like the audience award and the flip the script in Minneapolis. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like, I think people really like it. And just uh, we were uh, told to say this the, the part with Caleb DeCasper is the best part of the movie. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Did Caleb tell you that? Yeah. But it's at of the course. end, so you have, to, the you have to wait for it. I was like, when's this bitch coming on? When's he going to get his cameo? And Caleb, but Caleb is, uh, does do an incredible job, right? Yeah, and for people who don't know Caleb, Caleb is uh, Austin's answer to John Cameron Mitchell. So a lot of mm. uh, Caleb's music has this, like, you know, queer, uh, glam rock style so to good. it. And, yes. you know, it's just a, it's a wonderful moment there with the musical number at the end. And, you know, it also reminds me a lot, too, of the 50-year-old virgin with Steve Carell. Really? Yeah, just, you wow. know, in, in the way the film is structured and, and works like mm. a comedy and you're sort of like, you know, getting your groove back. Yeah. Yeah. Is I there, mean, you know, oh, what? I'm no, sorry, I'm, Mark, I'm, what are you saying? Okay. I was just gonna say, so San Francisco is going to be like your the big festival premiere. Right. Well, it's not a festival, no, not? so okay. we are we are paying the tab on this. We we wanted to bring it. One of our writers, Jeremy, now lives in San Francisco, so we wanted to bring it to where he is and um, share it. I have a lot of friends in the Bay Area, but weirdly, a, like fifty percent of them are out of town. Mm. So I can't believe it. 
is crazy. I guess I should have told them like months ahead of time, but I didn't know this was a time of year that people go out of town a lot. I'm surprised. Listen, there's so many people in San Francisco. If even half of people left, there would yeah. still be you a just million. You got to tell them about the, the yeah. lesbian orgies and they're all shown. Yeah. Because I, I thought you were going to a film festival because you have a lesbian orgy in your thing, but the real lesbian orgy is the film festivals. There's so much lesbian action at film festivals. It's crazy. It's kind of oh, like, it, it's like the pinnacle of, of lesbian uh, activities. To and go not to other festival. types of uh, gender or sexual way. orientation orgies. No, les- I mean, you might, I mean, I'm not saying they're actually having sex. <laughs> but it might as well be a lesbian orgy. Oh, because like film making films is po- as popular with lesbians. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's just like it's our foreplay. It's foreplay for sure. Yeah, like you're gonna While get so much push, push, and whatever. Yeah, or whatever it is you're looking for, you're gonna get so much of it off this film. <laughs> well, I still identify like, as lesbian as okay. well. Okay, you know, like very much so. It's just all the th- I'm all the things, but. Yeah, that's like the culture, you know, that I grew up in for sure. Well, did you know that like I'm the person who designed the lesbian pride flag? <laughs> we, Shut up. Have we talked about this? I think no. We have. So in 2008, Time Magazine came out with a cover story about cougars uh-huh. as the new mm-hmm. I- sexual identity. And we were just uh-huh. like, this seems a little far fetched. <laughs> But we were like, okay, we'll have it. So I took the bear pride flag and redesigned yeah. it to be shades of lipstick. And I said, this is the cougar pride flag or the lipstick lesbian flag. You know, take Uh your pick. And it was very tongue in cheek. And instead of a a a paw print, it had lips on the upper corner and it was different shades of from uh, warm to cool shades of lipstick with a a flesh with, I'm sorry, not a flesh, a cream cover Mm -hmm. a stripe Mm -hmm. in the middle. Mm -hmm. Flesh is racist. Calling, you know, cream colors flesh is racist. Yeah, that's racist. It is. Yeah. We live in a racist world, so so yeah. But anyways, we were uh, race racist, <laughs> and so I made this flag and I posted it on the internet, and this turf uh, took it uh. as oh. turfs do, <gasps> and passed it on as as her own flag and her own creation. But she didn't change anything except move the white. The she made the cream colored stripe white and centered it to center whiteness. Wow. And then it, you are blowing my mind. And then it became the lesbian pride flag. And then one uh, of the many lesbian. Pride no, flags. We're, I'm getting, okay. let me finish the story. Okay. So then <laughs> in order to, because she was this turf and she was like saying like only women born women, all this nonsense, you know, could be lesbians. Mm-hmm. So this Australian uh, woman, she took the, the lips off of it and uh, redesigned to look more like the trans flag. Or I call okay. it the, the Dunkin' Donuts flag. So it's now shades uh-huh. of orange and purple. Okay. And that's uh, what most people use as the lesbian pride flag today. Huh. And so I like feel, I'm like, I'm, a, I'm also a lesbian, but I actually don't know any of these flags at all. I'm, You've I guess, seen not a very good lesbian. Uh, you see them everywhere yeah. at pride parades. And to me, it's like, for a long time, it was the, 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 it was not the, what is it? One, two, three. It was the, the one with the more stripes in it. And to mm-hmm. me, I was just like, it, it's like, you know, you know how parents feel when they see their kids photo in a newspaper? 
like to me crawled. i'm like this is my baby and it's a, it's go, it's <laughs> it's grown up and it's going on the world and it's going to live on forever and and people will forget all about this podcast and everything we ever did but that lesbian pride flag will it's go out on. there it is out there and has a life of its own and i'm just so proud of it you know and i made it for how do you any, feel that no one knows that a lot of people do actually a lot of people do yeah okay. so if you google like the designer of the lesbian pride flag that my yeah. name doesn't come up, but if you search Fausto lesbian flag, then there's a lot of people crediting me with it. Oh, you know? wow. Okay. But nice. it is like, you know, and there, there there's one uh, person in, in a forum said, I can't be credited with creating the lesbian flag because I'm not a lesbian. <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> and I thought that was funny, did. but you know, <laughs> I said, look, I made this for anybody who is it's a lover of the feminine who sees the feminine yeah. in themselves. Yeah. This is for all women or anybody Great. who's non-binary who uh, skews feminine or feminine adjacent. This is for the le the feminine lover of the feminine. Well, and at first it must have been scary to have like it go wrong for a minute and then it got back to normal. Right. Like when the turfs took it and made their own, they, they tried Some people try to cancel me because they were like, Fausto's a turf. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and like, you're like, I didn't, that wasn't my iteration. That wasn't the intention. It was that not was the intention. And it was, it was meant to be inclusive from the get go. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it was, well, and it wasn't even for lesbians. I mean, it was originally it was the stupid Time magazine about you know cougars, cougars, <laughs> which you know, it, eventually we will all be cougars. Oh, I think I am for sure. I forget, like, but when I will date someone who's like, I've dated a few people. I guess yeah, this person was like twenty seven, um, and I was like, you know, I guess gosh, ten years older. And um, is that true? Maybe there are more. And who knows? Anyway, at least seven years. It was like five to seven years, I think, is the real thing. But I kept on. She'd just like kind of remind me how I was like an older woman all the time. <laughs> oh, she was. Oh. You, you were her uh, sugar mama. <laughs> Not really. I mean, I didn't really like we didn't, you know, we didn't really do that much. Ex it was just like she would be like, you know, I like older women, but I would be kind of like in the moment forgetting that I was older, you know. I had a but, guy who like I was, you know, 20 years older than him, but he wanted me to act even like I was older and like say <laughs> and he was like he was from a foreign country. So he like his, the English translation wasn't very well, but he was like, I want you to say things like, oh, I love having this young cock in my old mouth. <laughs> oh my god and then I looked at later I looked at his Twitter and you know it was a lot of grandma porn not even grandpa porn it was like old lady porn and I was just like uh, man he was a real freak so you gotta like dude, off on uh, like can uh, I depends. have his phone number I'll, I'll send you his Twitter yeah I, mean, I don't just, know if like, you're old enough for, for him though I know but I'm just thinking like I want to plan for my future oh yeah yeah, yeah. listen as long as you, I, I do fear that yeah. You know, I think though, you know, I don't know what it is like for women. I imagine it's pretty, it might be, I don't know. But for like gay men, they always tell you when you're young and, you know, at least when we were young, it's like, oh, by the time you're 30, nobody's going to want you. By the time you're 40, you know, it, like they keep like saying, like putting these roadblocks yeah. out there. And it's just like, you know, I'm at a certain age. It's just like, I'm batting some of these guys away with a bat being like, no, sorry, <laughs> no, sorry, no, sorry. And then other days you can't get anywhere, but. <laughs> well, that's yeah. yeah, that's interesting, though, that you have that. But that's like more in the gay community, right? Because I feel like most 
of the straight community thinks that men just like get better with age weirdly. Yeah, I think that, that that's often what they say for sure. But uh, yeah, in yeah. the gay world, it's it's a bit different for sure. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's like I've had my sisters who are older; they've dated some younger men as well. I'm always like, wow. Yeah, I just you know, I just for me, it's like I I, I want to be around people who are inspired, who are passionate who are making things happen, you know, to me that that is more sexy than anything else. Definitely. You know, and and, and, and if you're really pursuing and asking those questions of everything that you do, you're going to want to work out, you know, we have some really great questions for you, Erica. Oh, you have more. Yeah. We have questions from our listeners for you. Give them, give them, give them. Let me hear them. Uh, So this one, it comes from Brian. Who says he's okay. addicted to exercising. Mm-hmm. He's addicted to doing cardio. Okay. Hi, Erica. It's Brian. Yo, what's hey. up, girl? <laughs> I run between six and ten miles a day, then hit the gym and do weights, and then another four miles on the elliptical. Whew. Do you think wow. I'm addicted to doing cardio? Um... Uh... I don't know. I mean, addiction is such a strange way to put that, but that does seem a little over to me. That sounds like you might be putting a lot on your, on your wrists and joints. So, um, but if it feels good to you, I don't know the word addiction. Sure. Yes. I'm going to say yes. It does sound like that to me. (laughs) To go to cardio anonymous. (laughs) I mean, it's like I'm addicted to masturbating a lot of times, you know, and I feel like, how do I decide? It's like, is it getting in the way of what you need to get done for that day? You know, is it ruining your life? That's how I would judge that. Or, you know, part of it is like uh, throughout my whole life, everyone's like, you're going to the gym again, but you went yesterday. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just not, I mean, I like most people yeah. in Hollywood go for at least like what go, they work out probably at least three hours a day. Yeah. My leg workouts are about three hours long. And, and if I don't do them full, the full workout, I can see, I can feel that I'm falling behind. Like I can see myself making progress by doing the full workout. And part of it is like, I am resting really long between sets of leg presses. Yeah, exactly. You have to like recover. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, it's like, I feel like if you're feeling like it's getting in the way and that's what addiction is, right? Right. That's what I mean. If it's not getting in the way of stuff, but I would think that maybe like you're going to need to balance it out with a lot of stretching. Well, and it is possible to be addicted to the endorphins that are released when you get a runner's high. Definitely. I mean, so, you know, to Brian, I would say maybe, you know, uh, if you feel like it is hard to set a time to stop, then talking to a therapist or looking at recovery cover, co- there are recovery programs, seriously speaking, uh, related similar to eating disorders, you know? Right. Because, you yeah, know, yeah. when it comes to, like, for example, cutting out alcohol, you do need to be going to the hospital. You can't just cut cold turkey because you can develop well, seizures. But in terms I mean, of eating I- disorders, it's, it's a little bit more complicated than that. It's It does require, like, addressing the source of why you're wanting to do this so much to the point that it's holding back your growth. And like how many days a week is that? Did he say he did not, but I'm guessing he's doing it every single day. 
every day. I mean, I would just think that it could do some damage long term. And so then it could be getting in the way. So, so Brian's somebody who wants to do it all the time. Sophia mm-hmm. says, how do I find a motivation to go to the gym? I don't feel like working out. Well, I do that a lot of times with community, but that is tricky because if you like have one friend that you plan to go with and then they decide not, you know, if they flake on you a lot, then it kind of leaves you in a place where you might want to flake a lot. So um, I don't know. I like to go to group classes to kind of get me in the door. And then after doing like um, a cardio class and I can, it's pretty easy to get into the gym or start with a personal trainer, you know? Um, I like to do it right in the morning. Unfortunately, I train a lot of people in the morning, so I don't get to work out at my favorite time a lot of times, but um, getting it over with in the morning can be good for people that aren't, naturally just inclined to go to the gym and for some people like they they, you know i'm one of those people it's like i don't get enough cardio you know and so Mm -hmm. i just do 10 minutes on the on the exercise bike in your home yeah and then because when you get to the 10 minute you're like well i'm here i'll do five more minutes and then suddenly it's like half an hour well fausto likes to put his tater tots into the air fryer (laughs) and those take about 20 minutes i love my air fryer and then you go from there yeah and so the the tater tots breakfast is ready when you're done doing your cycling and you're like all right you know yeah i have a hard time i have a bike in my house um and i never get on it but i always mean to so um I think like you have to also find like the thing that you actually like to do mm-hmm. and try different things in order to find that. Or like think about when you were a kid, what you liked, you know, like if you liked running as a kid, you probably still like it. if you liked swimming if you liked dancing, like those are good ways to like um, tune in to what you will be motivated to go do. And if there's sexy people where you go, go there, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I know that half the people who do CrossFit is they're just trying to have sex with somebody in that class. Oh my god! You know I should go to CrossFit. I didn't know. Oh yeah, CrossFits are sluts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the, there's the, there's like two kinds of people in CrossFit. There's the ones who are like, I must win, you know, because the very comp- it is a competition, right? Um. And then there's other yeah, people who are like... Yeah, but it's a competition like, with yourself, yes, right? Yes, But you can compete yeah. with it against other people, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there's, you know, the the people who go there because they like the community and they go on a dates and stuff. Like, we went to... Mark and I went to a, a CrossFit Halloween party mm-hmm. in oh. Austin, Texas. And there were some guys what? that I was like, damn. They were fit. I mean... And I did not want to cross them. I got to say, there was this one guy <laughs> who had a thick, thick butt. And, yeah. and if, if there was a fire and they told everybody to haul ass, he would have to take three trips to get out of the place. <laughs> Thank you, Rudy Ray Moore, for that joke. Dolomite, oh live forever. Oh Mic drop. So good. Uh, Bryant yeah. wants to know, um, he's trying to connect with other guys who lift. Any advice on how to meet some of the guys who do, not just for sex, but for networking and friendship? Mm-hmm. Mm. Is well, that a question for me? Or anybody, yeah, I guess. Anybody. Yeah. I mean, if you're at the gym, start talking to them. Right? Do y'all have like a Swift? I have this thing called Sweat Pals. There's like an app. Sweat and Pals? 
Yeah, it's in Austin. It's called Sweat Pals. And I met them because they came to my classes and were like, we like you. You should have a profile here. Um, but I actually really like them. They have like these big events, but you can kind of like, you know, because it is like sometimes self, it feels self-conscious to like share on like you should be able to be proud of yourself in the classes that you took, but not everyone is like happy with you because they're not doing the same or whatever. They're jealous. Who ca- Who cares? But it's not always well received. So in this app, you can like brag about what you did that day and your like diary journal or whatever. You could also connect with other people that are doing similar activities and a ton of the things on there are actually free. Yeah, I'm looking at the the people, they have a video that plays on the website, sweatpals.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have these chicks doing yoga on top of of surfer boards or windsurfers. And I'm just like, Uh that looks super difficult. You got (laughs) to challenge yourself. It is difficult. Yeah. Well, you do a lot they of have like, all sorts of stuff. Speaking about free events, you don't you work with the city of Austin and do don't they sponsor you and you have like free events all over the city and or is that a well, classes. a nonprofit campaign or what? How does that work? What's the because you do a lot of public a cor- stuff? Totally, yeah. I get hired to do events and stuff and kind of pump up parties or introduce like different events. But right now, I'm sponsored. I'm an ambassador for another S word. It's called um, Swift Fit Events. And they're a really rad company that does um, corporate events, basically. So it's like, you know how a lot of conve- like people have conferences and then all you're doing is like partying at night with your with your coworkers and going to bars and whatever. So they offer more like wellness opportunities for people to do team building, including these classes. So the classes I teach are out or like kind of like their gift back to the community and they teach, they have like free classes all over the city mm. um, and they teach, they pay the, the teachers well, which is amazing. And then it's like free to the public, but the way that they make money is like by selling these like wellness opportunities to corporations for their conventions and stuff. Oh, cool. So it's kind yeah. of like, a, it's kind of what you do is kind of uh, outreach and promotional stuff for them. Yeah, it's just like I guess like putting me out there is like promotion, so people know know about them. Well, it beats being dressed up as like a hot dog or you know a, a, a Wendy's <laughs> or a character. sexy Santa, <laughs> <laughs> a mall Santa. Well, I was know? sexy Santa this year you at were. Awesome Motel. Yes, I was, and it was like very fun. But there were moments where I was like, um, if I had to do this for longer than two hours of shift, I might start feeling a little sad. I was telling Faust because, you know, I was watching the movie <laughs> and you mentioned like uh, tampons in the movie a, a couple of different times. And I think oh, I yeah. said, I think I remember Erica at South by South Gay, which for people that don't know, is kind of like an offshoot of South by Southwest music festival, but it was it's for, like gay queer. by gay gay. That's what it is. Gay by gay. gay. Yes. Yeah. I feel like you were wearing some outfit and you had a tampon in and like, uh, the string was hanging out and something was hanging from it. Did you have a, was it a message or was it just beads? What no, was it? No, it was like, yeah, I bedazzled it, but it was just like beads that I put on the tampon string. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And I, yeah. I thought it had a little prayer on it or something. Or, yeah. No, but I was pretty, yeah. I was still drinking back then. And you know, that actress that's in the L word that, um, that was in the muffs. What's her name? Leisha Haley? She's the cute one, blonde hair one. Oh, no, that, no, I don't, I don't know. I'll well, what look about, all I know is Leisha Haley because I, I have friends the Yo who play commercial. the Yo Play Lady. The 
Yogurt's better than men. Yogurt's better than folk music. Hey, don't go crazy. <laughs> you, re- you remember those ads? Um, uh, I do not, but it sounds amazing. But you, you, you remember from, so she was like, uh, she was with a band. I forgot the name of the Murmurs. The, no, that's what I'm talking about. The Murmurs, not the Muffs. You're right. It, it is, is Leisha Haley. Yes, we're talking about the yeah. same person here. Yes. Okay. So I guess she has she, like a reputation for being a homewrecker because I think she like um oh. uh split up. Is it Katie Lang? Katie Lang and her lover. Yeah, at the time uh, she started oh, wow. dating Katie Lang, and, and then she allegedly was, allegedly mm-hmm. don't come after me, Leisha Haley. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you all the yogurt you can eat. <laughs> well, but she I've like never uh, been- she basically had a lot of like um um ex-friends or you know people were like had a lot of sour grapes because they felt that she Um, was uh using them as a stepping stone to advance her career anyway yeah oh wow (laughs) well that makes me feel a little bit better i guess because i humiliated myself in front of her by like i like went to her group and was like like swinging my tampon string in front of their faces (laughs) (laughs) which they seem to actually appreciate but then because of that i was like Hey y'all, can you will you dance? Will you work out with me in this video real quick? You know, and they, you know, it was just like a past because I was wasted. But um, anyway, yeah, it was like you know an embarrassing <laughs> slash amazing I'm, time. I'm drunk. Here's my uh, tampon string. <laughs> well, it's like we don't drink anymore. We do edibles, and we went to yeah. a, a party last time we were in Austin, and yes. I had this. <laughs> I had a, too much of an edible. Oh, you know, so I'm like tripping balls at this party. <laughs> what party did y'all go to? It was a, it was not a CrossFit. It was a Bears party, and oh. it was a, and there was a, a little guy sitting on the knee of a big bear, like this a guy, small, a smaller <laughs> gentleman, probably about a hundred pounds. Yeah, five sit, foot, sitting on, leg, sitting on the leg okay. of a guy who was probably six foot four, two hundred and eighty, maybe yeah. just like a, a brick wall of a man. Yeah, so it looked like a little. He looked like a like a doll, like a marionette. You but know? you were like tripping out, like a ventriloquist dummy. And I'm so high, I'm like talking to this guy, and I thought, you know, I'm just talking to a normal person, like a person, you know. But the, then yeah. the big guy takes him <laughs> and picks him up and moves him to another knee, like he was a doll. <laughs> and it was. I, I watched it too. I was kind of like, wow. And I was just like, holy shit! I've been talking to a, like a mannequin all this time. <laughs> I'm so high. <laughs> And I and, and I and I I was you know when you're stoned you're like you're thinking it, but you're wor- mm-hmm. you're also saying it out loud. And they just looked at me like, <laughs> "Fuck you." Yeah, was he upset? No, he was. Upset he was. Him. He was. They he got was up cool. and left after that. <laughs> they, they were did. cool with it. They were cool with it. But it, but it was. I was just like so shocked because I was like, you know how you like you can be so intoxicated you like talking to the wall and think you're like having. <laughs> And then you realize you're just talking to yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it was the worst feeling ever. But I, I talk to myself yeah. all the time, but I feel like pot makes you like paranoid about it or feel bad about, about no, it. I, you know? I've never had that paranoia. Never. Huh. No. That's amazing. Yeah. I know people who do. Are you a do. big pot smoker? I don't no, think I knew I'm not, that. No, I'm not. I'm not okay, a, a or much eater. of anything. Great. A very small amounts take him a very far ways. <laughs> I'm hilarious. <laughs> He doesn't need well, much. Well, you are. But yeah, you know, no, like, uh, like uh, we were really, really stoned, and we found, we went to this like bar party, 
And there was this woman in a tent outside the bar with like a, with a lantern inside there. And she was like giving HIV tests, anonymous HIV tests. Yeah. Yeah. But it looked like the way she had it set up, it was like, she was like a gypsy giving your fortune. So, so I'm just like hanging out with her and I'm just like, let me look into my crystal ball. You have (laughs) HIV. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and she thought everybody was laughing. She thought it was funny and stuff. So she turns to me and she's like, Will you host our charity fundraiser? And I was like, Absolutely oh. not. I was like, <laughs> So I was like, Okay, I'm out of here. <laughs> this was in Austin? No, it was in Chicago. Oh, in Chicago. In the summer. I wanted to come visit y'all. You should come y'all visit. Y'all should bring us. my movie up there. Yeah. Let's find a play. Yes. Let's do that. Erica, you liked it, right? Yeah, I did like it, of course. Where would okay. it, what kind of places would we show it at? Well, because you have the boobies. Matter. Your boobies are exposed in this movie. You yeah, have, I mean, you have a my great mom rack, thinks it's porn. Thank you. I know. I have. I like these breasts. Of, they really do. As as big as they are, I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're 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 uh, they're a wonder. Thank you. You're they are magical. I get a lot of um, positive feedback from them for sure. <laughs> as uh, as do I. Positive feeding. From- <laughs> yeah, I yes, get a, a yes. approach. But do you ever approach on Instagram and be like, "We'd like to you to be our brand ambassador"? Sure, but and not I'm for my like, baby. Okay, and yeah. they're like, "Well, we'll give you twenty percent <laughs> off of our products." Yeah, boo. I was like, you suck. That's not a brand ambassador. <laughs> You're just trying to trick me into buying your stupid merch. Yeah, no. no. Yeah, like it, they're all fake now. All of them. Are they? I don't oh, know. No. You know, uh, uh, Carter Kissick, he's a brand ambassador for a clothing line, and that's how I found him. And I was just like, oh my God. Well, yeah, but I'm I don't obsessed. have as many followers as he does. I just mean, I don't have a, you know, I have like, I don't know. I don't even know, but like 5,000 followers or something. Uh, Does he have a feature film called Carter's First Holy Shit? No, No, he does not. I don't think so. But I'm just saying that's why I'm not a brand ambassador. I have to say his his boobs are as big as yours. (laughs) Are they? Are they? I don't think they're as voluminous. They're not as round, but they're, you know, quite snuggable. Snuggable, yeah. I mean, I do a lot of like, um, I've done some things like very any sprinkle. Like I have done like the booby ballet, like in her honor during oh. Lesbian Touch. Like, yeah, I feel. Can um, you strengthen your boobies at all to like make them like so that they, you know, stay firm and upright and all that kind of stuff? I've, I've done a lot of research around that, and I, I don't, you know, it's always good to do pec exercises, but really, you can't do a lot to firm mm. up your breast tissue. It's going to be mostly genetic, and then also. What, what your body has been through. Because mm-hmm. it's like yeah. collagen's the stuff that's holding it all together, right? Or is it... What ma- yeah, what, I mean, it's what, just like... What makes a breast perky? Uh, God, I don't know. It's just that, Magic. So, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? What makes well, my... deflate. Well, my pecs... Well, yours is muscle, yours it's is muscle, muscle tissue. tissue. Yeah, and I would say for women, it would also be muscle. There is fat on the outside, but there's muscle on the inside, and you definitely want to lift with weights. Also, li- weightlifting releases stem cells, which helped you fight all kinds of diseases. So Anti-aging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm pro-lifting weights. I just don't think you can, you know, I'm just saying that there's only so much you can do for large breasts. 
Mm. So I'm saying, well, there's not a lot of muscle in here. I'm actually grabbing my boob right now. Well, I do know that if you stimulate the nipples, it does release oxytocin, which has a healing effect on the body. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, well, I get plenty of nipple touches oh, whenever good. I can, whenever <laughs> I can. <laughs> Erica, it's so good talking to you. Uh, absolutely. Oh, I love talking to you. All so I love much. hanging out with you. You're one of my dearest friends. And, and uh, every time we were in Austin, we're always, uh, we went to the ice cream museum yes. together, <laughs> yes. which we'll post photos of that on social media. At, we learned absolutely nothing about ice cream. Nothing. No, nothing. I didn't learn one thing. I know. I feel bad, too, because y'all were like, should we go? Is it worth it? And I was like, yeah, I mean, I've seen cute pictures from there, but it was like kind of disgusting. Right? The, and the ice cream that they gave us wasn't very good. No. It was terrible ice cream. And For a museum really of ice cream, it was like below the kind of free ice cream you get at school. But we did have a lot of fun hanging out with you and your friend. Michael. And with Caleb. Yeah. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And we did take a lot of photos. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, I so mean, it is a really it. fun selfie selfie time for mm -hmm. sure. I think just going on a, like a Tuesday when all the children are in school is the way to go. Mm. Yeah, because then you can really like you can drop your, you know, show a little skin. I think so. Yeah, because <laughs> even like it. we were like making out underneath the like the hot dog. <laughs> the mistletoe. <laughs> It was like mistletoe and and hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, oh no, yeah. it was I. It was um uh. What is what is uh, bananas? It's bananas. Yeah, it was pink and and yellow bananas, and there's a mm -hmm. mistletoe in there. And so Mark and I kissed underneath that, and and all these kids, the parents are like, "Don't go in there. There's two men kissing in there." You know? Did you? Did they? I didn't I notice that. Like, but I'm like, this museum when, is inclusive of everybody. Yeah, all kinds of creams. There's, there may be 31 flavors, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or some bullshit like that. <laughs> well, even when we were in, like, when you were on yeah. the swing and we just wanted to, like, get, like, snaps of you looking, like, sexy, kind of, like, grabbing the swing metal, like, it was, like, bars or something. Like, it just was, you know, there were, like, too many people around to really get sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's really hard to get sexy when there's children <laughs> screaming in the background. It's a terrible idea. Mom! Mom! <laughs> I want to play it, and Erica's showing her boobies. Yeah, yeah. Fausto's being too sexy. All I did, uh, I mean, I think the one who got hor I think Caleb got the horriest out of all. Yeah, yeah. Like, look at my hairy chest. Yeah, yeah. Those look good though. Only like he doesn't have an iPhone, so when I shared him the photos that were in live view, they were all like weird i guess there's like the translation sucks hmm. oh yeah i have a close family member who just switched from uh, iphone to android and i'm like why it's why? really terrible i hate it oh my god i'm just yeah. like no no disrespect to people on androids no no it's just like the group conversations are d more difficult that's all it's a pain that's in the all. neck and, it is yeah and i i don't i don't get it at all like why why, why can't we all just get along? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you can like message on, on, you know, my, what is it? WhatsApp or WhatsApp, Facebook, That's what you should do. Instagram. Yeah. You can, you can do group messages there and then you can share yeah. photos without any problems. But for some reason, like, because you're going through the cellular mobile mm -hmm. device, I guess it they're not Pan. compatible because of the history. 
of yeah. sending these things, you know? And so when you send a video, for example, it it's teeny, teeny, tiny. So small. Yeah. So, okay. I don't want to like go backwards, but yes. do you think I gave, was it Brian who was worried about cardio addiction? Do you think I gave him the respect that he deserves? Oh, you were so rude. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> well, I don't know. I just feel like, I like laughed at the word addiction. Like I, I, because I'm an addict, I guess like, it's just like, I want to make sure that I was respectful in his concern. Yeah, like, but you're addicted to really the fun worried? stuff like drugs and alcohol. <laughs> right. Yeah, right, right. Listen, Those aren't destructive at all. It could be an addiction. As long as, if it's interfering with your regular life, then yeah, it yeah. could be an addiction. But we came around to it, right? The, the point that I care about him and that to check in around it. Well, right. I, you know, I'm a big believer in making things entertaining and informative, you know, okay. and Great. sneaking in education it's into a fun spoon things. Spoonful of sugar. That's right. right. Because in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Yeah. And when you find the fun, then snap. <laughs> the job's a game. Yes, you knew the whole thing. So cute. <laughs> I said that one time at work and they were like, fuck you. <laughs> what? That just brought me so much joy. You don't even know. <laughs> I'm really it's a like big believer of that. Though you know, yeah. it's like it's it's bringing you know blurring the lines between work and play. Whether it's working yes. out at the gym or your work at 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 a job that you need to for, to pay the bills. Um, if you yeah. can bring in a playful spirit to it, you know, it, it makes everything so much better. Fasa That's exactly, will, yes. Fasa will be working with people and he'll start like talking to them and saying <laughs> the words to that song from Mary Poppins about like, uh, <laughs> and, saying yeah, that, yeah, like I just did. Like you just did. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, like some people don't get it at first. Other people are like, oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Wow. Yeah. So just like in the middle of them mm. talking or like in the middle well, of your like, whatever you with work. Well, they together. were like, <laughs> so you seem to be very happy, you know, when you're working out at the gym. It's like, what's your secret? And I said, well, and, Every work that must be done, there is going to be an element of fun. And when you find the fun, then snap. The job's a game. <laughs> and they're like, what? I love that. That sounds so familiar. Mm. Yeah, what's that from? All right, Julie Andrews. Yeah. Out of the I way. I just saw this amazing yeah. video where this dog, did you post this, Fausto? Someone posted how, I think it was <laughs> Pee Wee, how this dog is obsessed with Julie Andrews and only gets excited when Julie Andrews is on the television. No, I haven't seen that. It's, uh, it's There's so another cute. one that gets a dog that starts howling whenever they play Whitney Houston's mm -hmm. I Will Always Love You. Yeah. And you're that dog. Well, I always used yeah. to sing that to our dog before our dog went deaf. Oh. And now we, I have to do it in sign language. <laughs> he's lost some. We don't know how much hearing he has, but you know, if I call his name like Jesse, Jesse, he's not coming. Yeah, he's he's like somewhere I know. else. We're like, is I have he to dead? tap. Yeah, I know. I have to tap Figgy. Like I'm like Figgy, Figgy, and I'll tap her, and she'll like jump. Uh, 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 of, uh. Yeah. Uh, like, how is right your dog? Here. She's better. She's better. She. I really was worried that. There was no point. We had to remove her eye, which is intense. Um, so, you decided, her, so you did go through with that. So you have a pirate dog. Yeah, I have a pirate dog. I know. I'm going to start working on patches. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, they don't need a so patch, cute. do they? 
Not at all, but I just think it would be fun if and she did, doesn't mind did, it. And is she better doing better without the eye? She is. I didn't think, um, I was worried because her attitude was still kind of shitty, you know? She was just like not, people were like, she's going to feel so good afterwards because she's in so much pain from the eye. And then it just seemed like it took longer than I expected. So I was like, oh my God, I, I just removed her eye for like no good reason. And she's still miserable. But mm. about like two days ago, her like face, like I guess it was like super inflamed. Like she, her face kind of got thinner and back to her where I forgot it even used to look like, you know, I was like, Aww. Oh my gosh, like she looks young again. And, um, and her mood is adjusted a lot. So I'm hoping that we get one more road trip in before, before she leaves this world. Oh, where are you going to take her? I think just South Padre. Cause it's like accessible. It's close enough. And is she a pretty. travel dog? She likes to go places. She really just likes the car. <laughs> There are some gorgeous gay bodybuilders in in on South Padre Island. Ooh, we went what should for, I do? We went to with uh my wait for my mother's birthday. <laughs> oh, and we were like, I, I was just like, I wanted to ditch the. She she brought in like <laughs> fifty or sixty senior citizens into one uh one of those hot you know for people who don't know Padre Island is a is like um is a spring break for like sororities and fraternities that, you know, get really I drunk. It was for like high schoolers and high schoolers. Like it's, you and know, for schoolers. young people to get drunk out of their minds. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But my mother's family, like uh, they, they're, you know, sort of centered or based out of Corpus Christi. So she has a lot mm. of old friends. And so she celebrated her birthday and she took all these senior citizens in the middle of a Texas <laughs> oh, no. summer, June, June oh. To this restaurant, and they were all. I was like, I'm gonna have like five or six seniors dead here on my hands. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, I, I don't drink, but I was like, I'm having a margarita. <laughs> yeah, and, and so I'm not having a margarita. I open up the the scruff and the grinder, and I was just like, there are some men there that are fine as hell. Yeah, I mean, you're just on, on the beach all day. Oh my god, I was like, damn, honey. Padre Island, you got it going on, honey. (laughs) And then Mark and I got into the this car, this Jeep, I guess we had, and we just drove down the beach. And Mark's like, let's just see where it goes. And we were driving for Mark for a long time, weren't we? Yeah, because it's unbelievable down there because you can drive on the beach. Yeah. Whereas like up Mm -hmm. here, you know, if you put your car into the beach, you're gonna sink. Yeah. You know, but they're like, the sand right. is so compact that I'm just like, because, you know, you'd see this in movies and, and I was like, where is it possible you can ride a car on a beach? But oh, in yeah, Padre Texas. Island, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so it's really I think nice. it's so cool. I mean, it's not the best beach ever, but it's definitely like a beach, you know? Well, if you have a family or friend that has a place that you can stay, then it's really an affordable vacation, you know? Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah. you're just like staying in some overpriced hotel and... Eating tourist trap food. Ugh. Yucky, yeah. yucky. Yucky. No, and also anabolic. actually, there's like, um, there's this dolphin lady. She retired, but I found out that they all do this. If you go on a dolphin tour, they, they like call out to the dolphins and they come to you. So my friend <laughs> Heather's mother took me on a tour and she'll like make you scream out like, I believe in dolphins. I do. I do. And they literally come to you and are like 
like you know wild dolphins next to the boat no yeah wild dolphins oh my wow. god yeah you they're gotta be just careful right with those there. wild dolphins they are feral yeah well you don't get in the water yeah. you're just they're just watching I mean, they'll them. hump you but they're not gonna murder you well, it's not like they pull you under the ground and drown you. They do that I with they, um, do. they do it with um, other marine life, though. They but not humans. Uh, they, they don't fuck humans. with us. Yeah, <laughs> they know. Not better. yet. They know better. <laughs> Erica, thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us today on Let's Grow Big Together slash Feast of Fun. Yes, thank you for having me. I can't wait to learn more. I wanna, I wanna grow big together with you. Well, all it takes is tracking your meals. Really, yeah. it's it's. Uh, we should just rename it from bodybuilding to body eating. Yeah, because it's really about uh, getting the you know. And a lot of people they're like, we're we're um, for some weird reason, people are like terrified of protein. Mm. You have mm-hmm. like, like the people like protein's going to destroy your kidneys. Sure, and I'm like, mm, and, you know, I don't think that's the case. However. Uh, blood pressure was definitely going to hurt your kidneys, so keep a track on that. But uh, you know, in terms right. of having like what the, kind of protein? Well, just uh, protein from any source, you know, um, right? And just just to let you, oh, uh, sperm does not have protein in it. <laughs> oh damn! Does it have fat or calories? It doesn't have it has- anything except chlorine. What? Yeah, chlor- uh, it's rich that's in chlorine. That's why it smells like bleach. Whoa. That yeah. is blowing my mind right now. And there really? were times like, because I have nice big pecs, you know, and so guys like to jizz on them. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes like, like I'm like, come eh. on my tits. Well, I'm like, I'm not going to wipe it off, you know, I'm going to take a nap instead, you know. <laughs> and so uh, Mark says like, you smell like pool. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, the, you know, wow. semen is alkaline because the, the vagina is acidic. Yeah, and so it needs the alkaline to combat um, the acid, uh, so it can swim through and fertilize that little egg and make brand new Erica's. Well, and yeah, we've been taping this podcast Erica's. for so long that we, it, it, inevitably everybody brings this up, and we were like, "Okay, we're going to dispel this myth." You know, it's not good right. for a facial. It's not good for your face. I mean, it might make you feel good on the inside, but it's not necessarily good for your skin because <laughs> right. it burns it your skin. Have- Right, it's not like collagen or it's not proteins in that or anything. Like a, an egg white can be good for your skin, but an egg white is not sperm. You know what can be good for sp- skin? Yeah. I, I've heard is um, menstrual blood. <laughs> well, have I'm you like, tried mm-hmm. it? Yeah, I have actually. I think it does do things because, you, you know, they have those cups yeah. and my friend does it. And I swear to God, every time she would do it, I would say, I wouldn't know. I'd just say, your skin looks so good. She's like, I did my, men- I, you know, I put blood on my face. And then I was like, ah, I'm just going to try it. And both times I did it, someone said that to me. Well, I would imagine, you know, menstrual blood would be rich in stem cells. Right. And just like um, uh, the Kardashians, they do, they call them vampire facials, mm-hmm. which is basically exactly. the, the, the same process that they do with stem cell therapy. They pull blood out of your body they yeah. they isolate the stem cells and then they inject it back into your skin and that causes the uh, a, a reaction with it it's about like 6 months to fully have the the effect of it but it basically is anti-aging 
Right. But are they're injecting yeah. it, which I'm not doing. But well, I mean, injecting like, is, you know, going underneath. I'm not sure yeah. exactly how that works. It's, it's not like uh, I think it's like poking holes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or like it's almost like they like they make like abrasions, microneedling right on your face and then mm. it seeps in. But I think it works just to put right on your face. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and that goes for like hormone replacement therapy, like, you know, um, testosterone creams. Right on your skin as well, you know. Those work so fast; it's amazing. I love them. You like testosterone cream or 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 well, no, uh, but estrogen? Like, I mean, steroid like, cream. Like I've yeah. had, you know, it's been a while, but I remember as a kid, like if I'd have like a skin issue, sometimes getting prescribed like a steroid cream and just how quickly it would take care of it compared to anything else. Was and in- just to clarify, um. Anti-inflammatory steroids are not anabolic steroids. They're two different no. things. They just w- yes. share the word steroid because they're built out of oil or fats, and hormones are built out of uh, carbohydrates. How interesting. But they're That's the so same cool. kind of chemical in the body that okay. cause cell processes to happen. So like uh, insulin is a uh, water-based um, mm. and testosterone is an oil or fat-based chemical. Oh, so they work better when you're with, when, well, with fats, if you're eating with them. With they do actually a low yeah. fat diet, uh, makes it harder to bind and to use the testosterone in your body. So wow. when people cut out all fats from their diets, uh, it can cause hormonal imbalances. Interesting. That's yes. so cool. Fat is fabulous, honey. Fat is fabulous. <laughs> so how many, just before we go, I yes. do want to know, how many grams of protein do you eat a day? My goal is 265 grams a day, and it is very difficult to do. I usually get to about 240. Wow, um, yeah. And literally, it's uh, eating all day. It's not something you want to do all the time. Yeah. Uh, but it's something you do if you're training to do a bodybuilding competition like I am. Yeah, so wow. for me, um, ironically, I was last time, be, the time before you saw me last was I was 220 and now I'm at night 192. Oh my gosh. I saw you like only 30 days ago. Yeah. A couple That's of weeks incredible. ago. So, yeah. so now I'm at 192 and, um, and, and I'm actually not by choice. It's like, just I'm doing recomposition, and so mm-hmm. my body tends to be lighter. Yeah. Like I have a ballerina body, and I'm not. Oh, I love that. Whereas you know, like Mark tends to be a heavier person. So I'm for, wide. So he's like, you know, yep. if anybody should be doing a bodybuilding contest, it should be Mark, not me. But here we are. Um, I feel like Foster got uppity. What? <laughs> I got uppity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, I mean well, actually, ironically, like Mark. In following along to some of the things I've been doing this past year, he's made more of a transformation on his body than I have. Oh, thank you. I appreciate like, because, you saying that. Aw. But like, cool. you know, like what, what kind of, uh, how much, uh, what's your like I'm weight? At two of, I'm at like 205 right now, but like at my peak, I was like, God, I was in the like 250s. That's amazing. You know? So I was, I was, you know, I was lifting, I was, but I was doing what's known as dirty bulking. So I was just eating whatever. And I really wasn't right. watching like what kind of protein I was getting. Um, and I was like, oh, I can have cookies because I'm working out. So I was carrying around a lot of excess fat. And I still, you know, even at 205, like I can still feel like, okay, this is excess fat here. This is excess fat here. But, you know, wow. part of it is like there's also quality of life. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, yeah. and we, you know, in the words, great words of the Richard Simmons. Yes. Mm. <laughs> Was that his yeah. catchphrase? He said a lot of things, but yes, yes, yes. That's that's the perfect quote to end on for sure. <laughs> Erica, the film is Erica's first. Holy shit! Yes. But you have a, the an exclamation mark in the shit because it's a family friendly film. Mm, no. If you're cool with boobs, it's not family friendly at all. I well, have is there a rating system? Are you going to submit this to the Motion Picture Association? Um, we have not. No one has tried to rate us. But I mean, my mom literally calls it porn. Like she's the only one in my family who's seen it, and she's like, "This is porn, Erica." She has not watched porn. Does your mom know what porn exactly. actually is? No, that's why I asked her. Of course. <laughs> let's show you. Let's get your mom uh, an account and be like, "Mom, this is porn. This is not porn." Yeah, yeah. So well, your mother uh, gave it a thumbs up and a, a dick up. Yeah, exactly. Made, well, I don't know what she thought of moist? it. <laughs> yeah, she definitely she. I did watch her laugh a few times, but um, you know she's in the movie. Oh, your mom's in the movie. Yeah, the part that is played by my mom is my mom. Oh wow, I, I had, had no, no idea. idea. Yeah. yeah, Jeremy thought it'd be really funny to put a red wig on her, even though she doesn't have red hair. The red hair, you know, my dad has red hair, and my. Grandpa, my mom said it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. She doesn't have red hair, and Jeremy still wanted my mom to have red hair. So she's making that like orgasm face. But when I was filming her, I didn't really tell her that that's what <laughs> that she was making an orgasm face. I mean, she's really not. She's supposed to just be like, like, oh, you know, like surprised. But since I'm orgasming simultaneously with her making that face, it looks like an orgasm Kinky. face. So, <laughs> <laughs> Kinky. Someone's got a yeah. mommy fetish. Oh, well, I wouldn't say mommy. that, but she definitely. <laughs> do guys call you she mommy sometimes? Do, can you what? Do guys or girls call you mommy when they're like in the throes, the romantic throes? Because gay guys are all about daddy, daddy, daddy. I don't think that people use mommy as much of a sexual way. I haven't heard it. I've heard like, I have people that call me, they're like, queer mommy but they're not doing it sexually i don't think i don't think so no. okay it's just like in a sweet way well, they should <laughs> yeah well sometimes they're like yeah mommy or i'm sure yeah oh yeah mommy venaka. yeah mommy <laughs> yes <laughs> i could use some dirty talk i'll tell you what uh, well this podcast is kind of i gotta say that you know a lot of people we usually don't get this raunchy but uh <laughs> It's hard not to get raunchy. Well, because your movie is kind of raunchy and yeah. very sexual because you it are is. going on a psychosexual journey of self discovery. Yes. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And we're such good friends. I mean, we're kind of just like having a time. This is the way we talk to each other. Mm -hmm. No, okay. We're not such good friends. Is that. <laughs> <laughs> we're good enough. <laughs> no, listen, you, 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 you're my Caleb, you and Caleb, you and Caleb are my, our, my posse. And, you know, in Gwendolyn last, uh, we had a good trip because of you guys hanging out with you. And well, you're the people that we stuff. see, you yeah. know, and, and Kirthy, you know, it's like, yes, you guys are well, my it means party a lot posse. To me. Yeah. It means a lot to me that y'all call me when you come to Austin because you could call anybody and you still 
choose to call me. So I appreciate well, your you're, friendship. You're, you're and a fantastic love. person. You're interesting. You're fun. And you do stuff. Faust and I are big fans of people who do things, you know? Yeah. There's people that will sit around and complain about the world and, you know, I'm go to the job. But you're like, you're a person who makes things happen. <laughs> yeah. And that excites yeah. us. And that is Thank exciting. You. Yeah. You know, it's exciting to be around. You're one of the most exciting non-binary, lesbian, pansexual women in the world. <laughs> I'm like Are you still allowed to say women still? Oh, no. <laughs> That's a weird right-wing talking point. We can't say women anymore. We can't celebrate Christmas. We can't say women. We can't say women. We can't uh, yeah. own guns. We can be angry about feminist M&Ms. No. Oh, that's the new thing. Oh, I don't yeah. want to, to. People to are like, this, hand but... in your man card if you buy M and M's anymore. It's like, what is wrong with having a feminist M M&M, and M? And you know, a lot of these uh, <laughs> Trumpers, they're going to hand over their M and M's with their cold dead hands. Oh my god! Because they like the, especially the peanut M and M's. They're delicious. <laughs> they're delicious and rich in <laughs> calories for the dirty, bul- dirty, dirty bulking out there. The dirty bulk. I like that. Can I yeah. use that? What, the dirty bulk? I think everybody does that. Yeah, that's, that's mm. what it's called when you just kind of like, it's basically overeating. <laughs> yeah. Well, dirty bulking specifically is trying <laughs> to gain weight by eating junk food or fried chicken, pizza, hamburgers, fries. And, yeah. and the funny thing is like, uh, you know, when we went to the Museum of Ice Cream, I, I ha- they were giving away cotton candy there. Oh my God. I went crazy. And so I was like flexing with the cotton candy. I'm like, you know, my muscles were built by cotton candy, <laughs> <laughs> which is like, you know, cause Instagram is filled with all these bodybuilders, you know, like surrounded by sushi and pizza and burgers. And, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, look, he, he, these guys are not eating that. That's why they're posing with it. Cause they're, it's such a weird <laughs> thing for them to be next to. If being a f- if you having a photo of you eating a slice of pizza is weird, then you know it means you don't eat it very often. Yeah, I hear you. But if yeah. you're eating every single day, then you know I have some coworkers. They go straight to the Sbarro, honey. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> right, what Eric. about like yeah. when people have like yeah. cheat days? Is that like that's because I don't do like I feel like. Who it's a day that, that you you know the way I think about a cheat day is a day that you're not concerned with tracking the food you're eating. Yeah. And cuz psychologically it can be intense, you know. And it's it's yeah. it's, it's um it, it's annoying, you know. It's like be like, "Well, how much does this weigh?" and you're like, "I don't know." We'll pull out the food scale. Ugh, I just put it on your plate, you know. That kind of like back and forth. And so people are like, well, this just doesn't fit my macros. I can't eat that. You know, so so then having a cheat day is like a day where you just you're comfortable being yourself and not worrying about tracking all those things. Yeah. I'm just worried, wondering, like, how strict you have to be to have a cheat day. You know, like, I, I remember a- reading about um, uh, John Travolta getting in shape for the sequel to stay to uh, Saturday Night Fever, Staying Alive. Yeah, that was in like in the seventies, right? Like seventy eight. It was like in the eighties. It was he did a sequel to it. Um, A sequel to it. Okay. And he was like ripped, like Sylvester Stallone, you know, in in Rambo. And he's like, I get my cheat days. I get cookies and I eat burgers. (laughs) 
Sandy, Sandy, my darling. I, I want to eat some cookies. Oh, jeez. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Cocktail. <laughs> well, like, yeah. I saw, like, I followed Kamal's, uh, how do I say his name? The Johnny, the actor that was, like, in the oh, Marvel. Oh, he's so, you know? yeah. He's, he was so juiced out, you know? Yeah, but I, he has, yeah. like, a, he shows his cheat day, and it's, like, um, you know, pretty intense. So I'm like, during the his normal days, what is his actual diet, you know? Well, I don't know what he was doing, whether he was trying to, like, uh, recomp, whether he was trying to cut or trying to bulk, yeah. you know? Yeah, you can't um, guess. But and, uh, his, his transformation is pretty insane. And I don't think, like, ironically, he did all that all that work, and they kept him in the costume for most of the movie. Really? Yeah, like, basically, you know, because uh, the superhero look is a little bit of um, AI, CGI, you know, and a little right, bit of actually yeah. working out, you know, so. And part of it is, like, they're they're having him do all this stuff, so then they they have something to send to the press release, you know, the the media circus. And so people right. are like, oh, did you see his new body? Wow, he's in this new movie. Mm, let's go see it, mm, you know. Yeah, well, it worked on me for sure. It got you um, interested in fitness again? <laughs> well, I just, I mean, I don't think I ever got off of being interested. <laughs> no, but I just, just uh, yeah. yeah, I was just like, oh, wow. Like, just seeing how much it changed his career in general was kind of alarming. Like, the parts he was getting before versus now, you know? Well, I think um, it's a little bit of cart and horse there because it's like... yeah. You know, he got cast in the film first and getting that kind of role is going to be a game changer for your career, regardless if you mm -hmm. look like, it, you know, big or small, you know, or whatever. Right. And then he had an entire team to like cook and, you know, his whole job was just to like work out. I mean, you would do that and you have jobs. Yes, honey. Yes, yes. And I would tell people, it's like, you know, if you could take a sabbatical to to focus on your body and you can afford that, do it. You know, it's like, yeah, we're so just like money oriented and so like, you know, work oriented in, in our society. And it's like, reclaim your time, reclaim your body and, and, you know, take some time to just cultivate yourself. Mm -hmm. Treat yeah, yourself as a beautiful garden that you are. Yeah, I know. I always want to take like a month off just to choreograph and not have any classes. Well, uh, you are a fantastic artist and oh, you've inspired you. so many people to live better lives. And we salute you, Erica Nix. Thank you, Fausto. Thank you, Mark. Of Thank course. you, Pizza Fun. And, and let's grow big together. And let's grow big together. We sure will. Yes. But yeah. not tonight. <laughs> keep lifting. Keep eating. Yeah. <laughs> love you so much, Erica. I love Best you too. Best of luck with everything in the film. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Come see me. San Francisco, January 26th. There's a website to visit to, right? Is it? Yeah. I think that um, this is not a cult. No, wait, I'm sorry. Erica's first holy shit.com should be opening soon, but okay. you can also find all the information on my Instagram at Erica Nick, at workout with Erica next. All okay. right. Thank you, Erica. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Bye, babes. Erica Nix lives in Austin, Texas. Workout with Erica Nix. You can follow her on Instagram 
and learn about her new film, Erica's First Holy Shit, about the very famous Austin-specific workout guru on a psychosexual journey of self-discovery. And, uh, you know, we want to thank you guys so much for listening to Feast of Fun and Let's Grow Big Together. Mm-hmm. This uh, podcast, this specific podcast is simulcast because we're talking about an artist and fitness and working out and, and all those things, all those juicy things. Yeah. And Erica was a guest on Feast of Fun years ago talking about fitness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we have some reviews from our listeners. Mm. We should read. Okay. Um, if you guys like the show, please go to Apple Podcasts and post a review. You can do it with your name or anonymously. And you can even uh, copy the, what's your, your review and send it to me on Instagram, Fausto Fernos or Mark Felian. Uh, Igor writes, uh, this is one of my favorite podcasts in the whole world. Let's Grow Big Together is awesome. The first episode came out by the time I became more interested in bodybuilding, so I gave this podcast a chance. With topics ranging from fetishes to backstage and inspirational stories, this podcast couldn't be a better surprise for me. Fausto and Mark are great hosts, turning each episode into an engaging conversation. The guests are fun and hot. And diverse as our community. I definitely want to grow big together with them. Thank you, Igor. Thank you, Igor. Or is it Igor? Tomato, tomato. Well, you want to get people's names right. Igor. Yes. Some people say Igor. The hump is one on one side and the other side. That's a young Frankenstein reference. Yes, it is. John from Instagram writes, sure you won't see this, but just wanted to say thank you so much for Let's Grow Big Together. It's my favorite podcast. I've been crazy for muscle worship since I was a teenager and carried so much shame because of it. Thought I was alone in my fetish for so long, but it's liberating to hear you and your guests talk so openly about it, and I'm finally letting go of the shame. I've told my best friends all about what I'm into, and I'm hoping to find someone to have my first worship session with. It's no exaggeration to say the podcast has changed my life. So thank you for giving me courage to finally let my freak flag fly. Freely. Freely. Uh, Say, my first worship session. That's a tongue twister there. My first worship session. My first worship session. My first worship session. Freak flag fly freely. Well, John, I want to hear about how your first uh, muscle worship session goes. Yeah, we we recommend uh, MTG coconut oil. Mm. You can buy it at at Costco, a big jug of that. And it's great for uh, stroking a dick. If you're allergic to uh, silicone-based loop. Well, some people don't like the baby oil. They don't like yeah. the scent or they don't want silicone or that kind of, maybe, you know, some people use olive oil. I mean, use whatever you feel like using. Yeah, use so whatever you have on hand. But. Medium chain triglyceride coconut oil. And uh, Jared from Instagram, who wrote uh, the review on Apple Podcast, said, I just started listening to your Muscle Worship podcast and I love it. As someone who is passionate about muscle worshiping, I just wanted to say thanks for making something that superhuman muscle gods and their worshipers can enjoy and learn from, tailored just for us. I hope we can normalize the practice of muscle worship as fun, sexy replacement for dogmatic, conventional religion, where huge, powerful gay muscle men can enjoy being worshipped and served, and worshipers can find purpose and pleasure in submission to real, tangible gods. Environments that are safe, nurturing, and inclusive. It's a beautiful thing. I was also pleased to find that you are a muscle god yourself. Kneel before Fausto. Uh, (laughs) Your size and muscle are magnificent, and I'm totally in awe of your sheer power. Being a god like you must be amazing. I hope it's okay that I've begun 
worshiping you from afar. Oh. Well, send your tribute. <laughs> uh, Jared, uh, you can do so by going to Cash App, Faustofernos, or Venmo, at Feast of Fun. And, of course, PayPal.me, slash Feast of Fun. For $99, I'll hang out with you one-on-one and give you your personal private podcast to help get you to the next level. That's Examine a big Examine your deal. fitness goals. Yeah. I've, you know, people really seem to really enjoy it. I'm getting some very positive feedback from people and yeah. people who are implementing stuff, and it's, it's working for them. We're all here about changing lives and making your dreams come true. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Grow Big Together, a production of Feast of Fun Enterprises. Now in its 19th season. 19. 19. Oh, my God. We're back from our break. Yes. Hope people had a great glitter day. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, and thank you so much for being a listener. I'm Fausto Fernos. I'm Mark Fillion. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.